You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio. This is Hunchy Henry Graves of Henry Grace Barnshard Academy, and um, today we're going to give you an exciting show today. Glad you guys could be with us. Um, I'm expecting some guys from the UK today on the line with me. Um, Master Steve Perry going to be with us, and you know, um, you know, um, I've seen him do a workout, and the guy's phenomenal, and you know, we just want to get you guys to know what's going on here. Also, uh, David Greco will be with us. So, guys, um, bear with me. We're going to get them right on the line in a minute. Little, um, um, what you call it, technical difficulty getting the phone through, but we're going to get it through. All righty. Right, just text him. Okay, great, great. Hold on. All right, we ready, ready to get old David. Yes, Hi. this is Dave Grego. Hello, how you doing? And welcome to The Way with Hunchy Henry Graves. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine today, oh, sir. How are you? All righty, great, great, great. Well, you know, I've been waiting to get to talk to you today. We had a talk the other day and everything like that. It went pretty well, went fine. And I'm looking forward to I'm trying to get some other guys in from the United Kingdom on the show with us today. So tell us a little bit about yourself and as I wait for their call. Uh, sure. Uh, I started uh, in the uh, Chinese martial arts about 53 years ago, so I was fairly early on in the in the kung fu arena. There weren't very many schools that were open to uh, to teach Americans or to teach Caucasians. So I, I was I was fortunate to study from uh, a man who had come over from China. His name was Sam Wing, and uh, uh, I learned a Chinese boxing style that was Southern Shaolin from him. And uh, after that, I continued to uh, to study Chinese martial arts for, gosh, it's been almost 45 years of study and then uh, teaching and, uh, you know, 53 to 54 years now. Um, one of the, uh, I think, high points of, of my career in martial arts was uh, starting the uh, International Chinese Boxing Association, which uh, is uh, 40 years old as of uh, next month. And that organization uh, has 10,000 members worldwide uh, and has uh, brought together uh, a lot of Chinese martial arts uh, from different countries, many different styles, many different practitioners in a a non-political environment. So it's it's an organization uh, that that is meant to uh, act as a resource for Chinese martial arts. Let me ask you a question. Do you have messenger audio? uh, gee, I don't think I do, no. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to try to get this Steve Perry in. Hold on, please. All righty. Let's see. Can we merge you guys? Have you got him on one side? Um, no, I have not. And I'm trying to merge you on with David, who's already on the line. But I guess Messenger won't merge with the regular calls for some reason. 
So, um, guys, we're going to have to um, figure out how we're going to do this. Maybe I can call you guys back in maybe 30 minutes, and then we can talk to both of you guys, and I'll just do it with David for a little while. Would that be okay? Yeah, it's not a problem. Andrew's not blimmin picking up at all at the moment. Okay, then it's okay if I call you back, um, Stephen, in a little bit, and we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Us, thank you. We'll all get right, back cheers. with Stephen in a minute. Us. All righty, sir. Sorry about that delay. I was trying to get some guys from the UK on, but um, I don't think it's like um, connecting quite right with the two. But anyway, I'm, I'm interested in your Chinese connection. That's pretty cool. It sounds like a movie, right? The Chinese connection. <laughs> well, it's, it's been great. It's been great for me, Hanchi. I mean, the as you well know, you know the the martial arts frames your character and it gives you opportunities that you would never get in, in any other sport uh, or discipline. So I think we're all very lucky to have spent the time uh, in it that we have. Uh, I would like to, if we have a, a moment, uh, like to talk about our PKA International. Of course. Let's hear about what you, got, what you got going on. Yes. It's great. So um, one of the things we've we've started to do, and I know you've got experience with this uh, yourself, that you were uh, one of the uh, early providers of, uh, of uh, virtual martial arts. Uh, we found uh, working with uh, a gentleman uh, out of Washington D.C. that I'm sure you probably know, Michael Dietrich. Oh yes, uh, yes. And uh, Michael put together the the uh, WFM Alliance, which was the World Federation of Elite Martial Artists. And <clears throat> once the COVID-19 virus uh, turned into a pandemic, as you well know, all the, the martial arts tournaments had to stop. We couldn't have any physical interaction, and most of the states uh, stopped all the meets as well as uh, most class activities. So we, we tried to come up with a way that we could keep the, the martial artists' skills honed and keep them engaged and interested. So we put together what we call a virtual tournament. Uh, ours is actually going to be uh, this Saturday, um, the 25th uh, of July, and uh, it's uh, sponsored uh, by the PKA as well as uh, our organization, the International Chinese Boxing Association, and uh, also the uh, 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 Karate Museum uh out of Houston. So uh, we've got some good sponsorship. Uh, the way that it works, and now I'll be real brief, I don't want to spend uh, a lot of time with this, but I think it's very interesting to, to martial artists who are looking to get engaged in something. Uh, we use Zoom uh, online, and uh, you go to the, uh, the registration page, fill out your information, just like any other tournament that you'd be attending, the only difference is there's no sparring, only forms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the forms divisions are going to be, you know, pretty much uh, what you see uh, all the time. You're you know, we uh, we have traditional forms, creative forms, Hello, musical forms. Uh, Hello. In, we... All age groups. Oh, wow, that sounds very good. You know, we also got Steve Perry on. He's the Donna event, too, Mr. Davis. Uh, continue, continue. Uh, both of you guys are on now. Uh, sure. So, so let me make this uh, let me make this brief. We'd we'd love to have uh, some more uh, entrance into the tournaments. This is the first time the PKA has ever been involved in uh, in sponsoring a, a tournament like this. You know, virtual meets are something very new for us now. Uh, but uh, if you have an interest in 
uh, and looking into the meet, and again, it's going to be this Saturday, uh, you would just go to uh, uh, WFM.com uh, uh, or WFMworld.com, and uh, you'll see the PKA meet for the 25th. Uh, people who have never done this before might want to practice with their camera a little bit because it's live. Okay. And, uh, and and uh, just just real quickly to finish this up, once you actually uh, register for the meet, you'll uh, be given a time that you'll be called in, and you're called in just like a traditional martial arts meet. Uh, you get into the uh, to Zoom through the uh, URL that you're sent, uh, and uh, once you're in, you'll hear the referees call you up, just like you're doing your regular kata on a gym floor. Uh, you do your kata, you're judged instantly after your kata is over, you receive your score, and then there'll be awards sent to uh, the first, second, and third place uh, winners in all divisions. So pretty much like a traditional tournament, and it gives everybody a chance uh, to compete in a, in a bigger range because we, we expect uh, participation from Europe, uh, from South America, and all over the United States. Oh, great, great. You know, uh, Steve, you have competed in, and you have your school competing in these Events also, right, sir? Mr. Perry? You have have also had people compete in these um, virtual karate tournaments, right? Yeah, yeah, my my lot will start on the 1st of August because they've uh, only just been starting training for it. Okay. And everything else. So they're not, yeah, I mean, they're getting their sequences done and everything else. And then on the 1st, as to when they're going to start, and then they can start doing a few more. Do you know okay. what I mean? A few more competitions and that, because um, I'm just teaching them like hand forms as well, and uh, uh, say uh, freestyle forms, and also traditional uh, a traditional form for weapons as well. So it's all the how can I say the new ones? All yeah. the new ones are coming through, and they're they're taking it on. And I'm just building a squad at the moment in the UK. And, uh, yeah, I've only been doing it for about, I've been doing this, like, obviously teaching, and I've taught champions for many years and everything else. But obviously, because it's lockdown and things, what's been going on. Yes. Obviously, uh, just getting the, uh, how can I say, the beginners out there to do it sort of thing and go that way, really. Yeah, well, I've been involved with uh, quite a few of them so far, and, I, and my guys love them. They love the online experience, and, you know, they can uh, they can do it from anywhere. But basically, I have them come to the dojo, um, even though Florida's in pretty bad shape. You know, everybody have to wear a mask, but they can do it from their home, outside in the grass and stuff like that. Do you know Mr. David Greco? Mr. Steve Perry, do you guys know each other? I don't know. I know him by name, but uh, I don't think we've ever uh, actually met Steve. Really? So it's nice to meet you. No, we've we've we never talked. And if you got like, a competition this weekend, send me over your stuff, and I will just put it across my Facebook and things like that. Uh, do you know what I mean? To uh, try and promote it, to get you obviously get more people out there to this fantastic competition. Because um, I was judging, I think it was last uh, Saturday. I was judging. The one last Saturday and that, and it was awesome. It was pretty good. And, yeah. Uh, the kids loved it. Yeah, the kids loved it. And the thing that gets me is the people out there are missing this. You yes. know what I mean? Because they're actually missing what's going on. They're missing this great fun. They're missing, obviously, the kids' mental health as well because it's helping them uh, not think so much what's going on out there, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you know I mean, with this, you know, virus and everything else. Yeah, I mean, it's enough stress for them, but now 
it's helped them, I think, this uh, online stuff. On yeah. the, I mean, the virtual uh, karate and also freestyle and self-defense and breaking, loads of divisions. And I just think it's helped the, the uh, kids mentally, and that helps the parents as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve, Steve, you're absolutely right. I mean, we've, we've talked about this for a while that, uh, you know, the, uh, here, at least in this country, mm. most of the schools are closed. So the kids don't have an opportunity to get out and, and uh, work out in a school like they would, you know, normally. And having, mm. you know, virtual capabilities available helps a lot. So, so we're doing things mm. like, and I'm sure you're doing the same in the U.K., we're doing things like virtual seminars, virtual classes, virtual cross-training, because this is probably going to be the, the thing of the future. I mean, if things don't straighten up pretty soon, we're going to have to get used to doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, and I, and I, I think as well, <clears throat> with this, uh, uh, people that are out there can't see it, and obviously it's kind of newish sort of thing, so we, we really want to promote it to get people and everything else and get them out there, and not just that. What the, I think what the parents, the mums don't understand is, one, is fantastic for the kids and it keeps them going, it keeps them linked in there and it keeps their minds occupied and everything else. And uh, two, it saves them money in their pocket because they, yeah, I mean, they ain't got to get up at, say, six o'clock in the morning to go and do a competition, spend, I don't know, 50 pounds on petrol and then another 80 pounds on food and then they got once they finish they got the big drive back and everything else where they're going to get back at nine or ten or eleven o'clock at night sort of thing they don't do that they do it from their own home yeah they're there they got food there so they can have a drink when they like a snack when they like they ain't got to waste money on petrol they ain't got to waste time and not just that once they finished then they can just go and do what they like because after that they're at home or they're down the road so yeah i mean it's all i think it's a way of looking at it where it's helping the kids it's helping the families it's helping the adults and at the same time you're competing up against people that you wouldn't compete against like in the uk when they're gonna you wouldn't you never compete against them unless you're going to spend loads of money coming over to the uk everything else and you're seeing different uh, nationalities doing seeing different styles yes you're going up against them and it's all in your front room it's all there for you and it's so easy i think it's just getting people the knowledge to get used to zoom once they're used to it once they're used to zoom and once they're used to it all it's so easy do you know what i mean and yeah i mean you get you get like awards you get certificates yes and everything else and a lot, a lot of the things what we're doing now as well with it, um, the ones that are going the competitions and everything else, they're getting like free seminars. Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, and things like that sure. because that's the part of the thing what's been happening at the at the, at the uh, present time. I think t- two weeks ago, there was like I think it was like five hundred pounds for adults and five hundred pounds for kids. If you mark me wrong, prize money was put. Yes, up. it, it so, was. It was in New York. Uh, Miss Vanessa done that one, and it was five hundred dollars for the um, um, adult and five hundred dollars for the kid who done the best kata in the grand championship, which had never been done. Um, you know those those kind of things like that are, are making the sport a little bit more, um, you know, um, um, 
you know, people want to do it a little bit more because they say, wow, you know, not only am I going to do this, I got a chance of maybe winning a couple dollars. The money ain't what it's all about, but you do get a chance to get a, um, an exceptional prize as well as compete, you know, and I, and I love it. With the, what I really like now is how we're starting to do seminars. I can invite you guys into my dojo to do a seminar for me, and I can let the kids watch you, and they can be home or can be at the dojo or wherever. This is a brand new world now. The PKA is like a professional karate association, so you guys probably was used to doing more things in person like all of us were. So this, I understand, is a big step for you. Oh, it's a, yeah, um, it's a huge step. And, and just like Steve had said, and, and you as well, uh, you know, PKA was big in, in the 70s and 80s. It's, uh, it's enjoyed a resurgence over the last couple of years now. Uh, and uh, we would travel to all over the world. I mean, we'd, we'd have uh, matches in, in, in the UK. We'd be in France. We'd be in Ireland, Scotland. And, you know, not only is it expensive, but the people that you reach – uh, like Steve had just mentioned, are only the people that are there locally. Yeah. We uh, we did a, a seminar, a cross-training seminar. It was free uh, about a month ago, and we had students from 16 different countries participate in that seminar. Now, we could never do something like that in a gymnasium or, or on, on any type of site and have that kind of draw. So, I, you know, we, we're still learning and we're still trying to get a better idea how we can best use these, uh, these virtual activities, but I, I think it's going to be excellent for the arts. Me too. I, I really like how we can reach out. Um, one of the things that I'm going to do, yeah. guys, um, on August the 15th is a Hall of Fame, which will um, be done virtually. And I got a couple good ideas about doing it. At first, I was going to do it in person, but with Florida such a hot spot, I think the online one is going to be a, a huge advantage. And I can reach out to people to get to know myself and that they can get to know each other, make friendships. I think that can only add to if you do have in person back again soon, you got other people that would probably come to your event or maybe you'll go to their event and, you know, um, share knowledge. You can still do it virtually or in person. In the future. So I'm looking forward Absolutely. To and, you know, we we just recently uh, had uh, an event uh, for Chuck Norris that was supposed to take place in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, but, but of course, you know, again, due to this COVID-19 thing, we, we couldn't do that. So uh, so uh, Joe Corley and some of the people on the on the board turned it into a virtual event. And uh, oh, Chuck was there virtually. We, uh, there were a number of us that were on panels. We had discussions. We had people uh Asking different questions about the arts, about uh, about uh, Mr. Norris's background in history and things okay, that he'd done, okay. and and, uh, and everybody that was supposed to have gotten their awards for the Hall of Fame got them. Of course, they were mailed to them. Yes, sir. You know, you, it's a different environment. But I think everyone had, to Steve's point, I think everybody had more fun because you didn't have to get dressed up in a tux. You could sit down in the comfort of your own living room and participate. And if you wanted to have a beer, you know, and a couple of chips while you're involved, you could do that and be, you know, just be relaxed. So yeah. the environment, you know, that it provides is great. Oh, you see, that's what I'm talking about. And I, I did see Andrew tried to chime in. Um, um, Steve. Yeah, can, we, can we get Andrew in somehow? That'd um, be pretty cool. I, I, well, yeah, I will, I will try to do that while... Um, David, continue to yeah. talk about his event and this Saturday. And what events do you have there, Dave? Well, our, 
our you know our event is is part of uh, of uh, Master Dietrich's uh, uh, international organization, but our events is, is the PKA Online Internationals. It's going to be this Saturday, the twenty fifth of July, and uh, it's an open martial arts uh, virtual meet that offers uh, all kinds of. Okay, great. I think everybody is here now. But, yeah, so you're going to have an online event this Saturday. Are you going to do um, sparring and weapon kata and self-defense? So what's going on? How you doing there, Andrew? You live with us. Yeah, not too bad, sir. Sorry, I'm late. We actually had one of my students turn up to drop off a gift for us. So... Oh, great, great, great. Okay, we listened to David. Um, he's telling us a little bit about Master Dave. He's telling us a little bit about this Saturday and the event. And, um, I'm, I'm, well, it's the same Zoom link. Are you with the um, WFM or is it a separate group? Is, is that who hosting your event? The, yes. Yep, they're they're hosting it for us. Uh, they they help provide the referees and uh, and they provide the system for scoring and, and awards. But uh, but it'll be you know pretty much a traditional tournament, even though it's virtual. It's uh, I'll just say uh, very quickly, it'll uh, be composed of uh, breaking events, traditional forms. Uh, we'll be running. Uh, uh, traditional weapons forums will be running uh, musical forms, musical weapons, everything that you would typically see at a tournament uh, that was a traditional tournament on site. Wow. So I think it's uh, it'll be exciting and it will be an opportunity, as we said before, for uh, people who have been off and not uh, practicing their, their daily martial arts skills to hone their skills a little bit and uh, compete with uh, other competitors in their rank and age group across the world. All righty. Let's hear a little bit about um, the seminar. Somebody who just did me a seminar. Let me let me hear about how did that go with you? Uh, sure. So uh, we did a, a cross-training uh, seminar. So it was a seminar that was meant for anyone who was interested in Chinese boxing. Uh, we have a general uh, Southern Shaolin curriculum. And uh, we just opened it up, and we didn't charge anything. We wanted to see who would be interested and what kind of uh, response we get. And uh, we got a, an amazing response. Uh, we, we got between, I don't have the exact count in front of me, but I know we got between 16 and 20 countries participating, which was something that we could have never done traditionally. And, uh, and we set it up so that uh, there were, there were uh, online videos, there were actual instructional uh, uh, video available, and then the ability to ask questions about applications and techniques uh, at the end. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was very well received. And I think, again, this is going to be uh, a wave of the future for the arts. Okay, okay. Well, Andrew, have you have anything to say? Um, no, um, I, I don't know really. <laughs> Sorry, I'm moving miles away at the minute. Um, I've only just finished teaching my classes, so and then got, had a random visit from a student dropping off a care package, as I say. So really nice. Um, they've just dropped us off some custom masks for when we start classes again. Nice. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, um, well, obviously, um. Seminar-wise, um, that sounds really cool. I mean, um, I definitely want to um, get some decent... Is that something that's already run, or is that something you're still going to be doing? It's, uh, actually, we're planning to, to do these seminars on a monthly basis, uh, and we're going to do not only seminars to augment styles 
but also cross-training. So people who want to learn the general Southern Shaolin curriculum of the SCBA can actually earn rank and, and move forward by uh, attending the seminars and then sending in videos of themselves doing both applications and forms. Steve, right. Steve didn't you just do something? Second, young man. Did you just do something? Uh, did I just do something? No, I've, I'm going to be doing a seminar. Okay. I'm going to be doing a seminar. I spoke to uh, Michael on that, and I will be doing a seminar uh, okay. pretty soon. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'll probably do one on um, traditional bow and uh, freestyle bow. Oh, wow. As well. So it's, it's like connected to two each. So they can see the difference between the traditional bow and the freestyle bow sort of thing as well. So that's something I'm planning to do. Okay, good, good, good. So, guys, you see how, how great this is going to be. We got the, the ability to um, have seminars done from different masters from across the world. And um, I was talking to Dave yesterday, and uh, we both got roots in Kung Fu. And um, I was telling him about um, Baklum Pai Pailun. And then, who, how, lo and behold, so has he dealt with that, that, that system. And, you know, um, I, I would love to see more... Chinese martial artists is infused into the WFM or any platform yeah. out there to get them, you know, because it's such a another, like you say, different variety, you know, when you see different styles and different, um, you know, different way of approaching the martial arts. And I think it's going to be a great thing. It's just um, we have to find a good platform that's going to give us enough time. And then you're getting people involved because now I'm, I'm looking at we might need to have um, 10 rings going instead of, you know, six and have enough judging yeah. and everything because it could be really nice for the, the, the promoters to get involved because you're giving the kids what they need and also you're providing a lot of things that's going to help the promoters be able to get more and more things involved. You know how they have those super martial arts shows? I'm looking to do one next year in January if it's still like this. I'm going to do a super martial arts show. I'm going to invite you guys to be part of the team to be on and you're going to have a part that you're going to do your own, you know, seminar, you know, they can come to you and learn different things out of that group. So that's something I'm working on really, really fast and with other countries. So, you know, we're going to invite as many people as we can. And I need for you guys to be on, be there to help me out because um, I need help. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a, yeah, that would definitely definitely be there, give you to help and everything else. Because I think all all the styles out there can get involved in this. You know I mean, uh, I only teach um, obviously from Kung Fu side. I only teach uh, Tiger uh, Tiger uh, Tiger Crane. Okay, so that's Angle. You know I mean, but that's like three hundred and seventy six moves. That is, you know I mean, and wow. I think I think. Um, We've got a platform where all styles can come together, compete against each other, yeah, have fun, but at the same time, obviously taking it seriously, but at the same time having fun as well. Yes. And I think this way, it, it, the people out there just got to listen because it's going to bring everybody together because you've got this, obviously, virtual, it's on camera, it's ready to go, and... Everybody can be in that room. So you could have people from Spain, people from France, people from uh, USA, people from England, people from Ireland, people from Hungary. Yeah, I mean, all different styles coming to this and actually competing against each other. And I think this will be a first for anything. 
because you've got all different styles, all different capabilities coming from all different countries, and you ain't got to spend the money. You yeah. ain't got to like go on an aeroplane and spend, I don't know, a thousand pounds just to obviously spend two weeks in a different country traveling yeah, backwards and forwards. It's all here, and it means a lot of the newcomers can come together. Yeah, all the new ones can come together and they can get experience. The more, uh, what you say, the more, say, higher grades, more professional ones, the more ones out there who do a lot of competitions and things like that, they can compete against each other as yes, well. Yes. And it means everybody will be there. And I just think it's a great platform. And I think, obviously, you've got this competition. Uh, I think it's at the PKA. It's uh, coming. I think it's this coming Saturday. You need to get onto this. You can still enter now. You need to get onto this because it's a competition going on every every weekend, and not just that. When you've got the judges as well, like on the first of August, I'll be judging. You've got uh, I think it's judge from uh, USA, judge from UK, judge from Bermuda. Yeah. So you've got all different all different judges, and they're not sitting beside each other. No. Do you know what I mean? These judges are literally sitting on, obviously, watching the screen, watching what goes on, and everything else. And the professional judges, and they're getting on with it. And they, and I just think it's a good platform. I just think more people need to know about this out there because I think they're losing out. And once they get this, I think it's just going to be fantastic and great. You know, you know, you're you're absolutely right. I I, I think you summarized all of it so so very well. And the the other good side effect that I'm seeing coming out of this is that a lot of the political baloney oh, that we put yes. up with in the past is being left by the wayside because in this type of virtual meet, you don't have it. And I think that instead of worrying about those types of things. We can worry about true competition, about good sportsmanship, encouraging the young young people to to learn a little bit more about other people's countries and 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 philosophies, as well as their martial arts style. So so we're hoping that this becomes not just a, a good martial arts event, but a cultural event as we move forward as well. All I got is a question: um, How you guys school over there in the UK? Are you seeing any pickup in your enrollment? And I have you two gentlemen answer that for me. I'm, are you getting more? Is this platform kind of helping you bring students in or help keeping them? Or how is it working for you? One at a time? I can. I want to make sure I get it all. Okay, well, for me personally, I, I, we've, we haven't had much of the moment moment. What we've actually, we've purposely, like, um, we capped our moment on purpose because we wanted to make sure that we had a lot of students that were being really loyal to us and trying to help us through all of this. So we, we focused on just who we had for, um, for a little while. We were literally about to just um, start launching our new programs that are virtual-based as well as um, ready, ready to get them ready for in-person classes again. And then we got the okay to reopen. So... Um, we've, um, it's, it's been kind of strange by doing all the prep work for our studios to reopen we've actually got loads of new people that are interested in starting and they're all starting next week so uh, during the actual lockdown process it was it was um, it, we didn't have any new starters but since the last two weeks it's gone a little bit crazy I'm not going to lie so as soon as we could open again it's like a lot of parents in the UK have gone we want our kids doing something now so yes, it's yes. been absolutely amazing okay okay and I've got, I found it as it as obviously I found it at the moment. It's just trying to educate mine and where I've got a new lot coming through and everything else. 
it's uh, getting my lot new to like obviously new to the competitions if that makes sense where the old lot obviously knew all the competitions it's the new lot that I'm trying yeah. to bring through and educate and get them onto this and get them up to scratch so obviously they can take part because the first thing when I tell them anyway like, obviously I understand it's where a lot of people is you've already won since you, as soon as you go on that mat you've already won yes, sir. I don't care whether you get first second or yes, third sir. or fourth whatever That's at a the end of the day you've already won but then after that, the training comes in because you'll be one, you're competing against different uh, nationalities, and two, you want to, obviously you want you want the UK to be up there. About of course, of course, yeah, you know I mean, of course, you know, everybody wants their com- country represented um, well, and not only that, but what's uniting us all, even though we may be from different parts of the world, is that our student base. We basically teach the same way about integrity. You know, and things like that, that the kid's going to have good moral standards. And when you compete with other people, you know, when I was coming up again, it wasn't, if I wasn't the best, I wouldn't start the football game. I would have to sit second best or third best. But then when I got my chance to play, to be first best out there, I had to really perform. And the kids are learning to perform, even though the first time may be a little nervous. But then the second time they get that nerve worked out of them, and we see this martial arts as such an individual sport, and to help them to grow individually that they can exceed in all other sports, basketball, baseball, track, you know, tennis, just by that martial art coaching. That's what I'm saying. It's a search of vital thing. I think every person should do martial arts. Every child should be exposed to martial arts. I, I really do. Definitely. Mm. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 I 100% agree, <coughs> agree on that. <coughs> I teach, obviously, Wadaru. Yeah, and, and literally, Ru in Japanese means school. So, obviously, I personally think all martial arts uh, helps with your life and yeah. the kid's life. It gives them everything they need. Yeah, I mean, and obviously... It, 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 it's a good all round for them. It gives them confidence. It gives them discipline. It gives them courage. You just go on the concentration. So many times I've had uh, parents come up to me and say, "Blimey, hell, my Johnny's been doing it six months now with you." And I tell you what, his schoolwork has just gone way up. Yeah. And I said, and I said, yeah, I know this. And he's he's polite, and he's he's doing stuff that I never thought he'd ever do sort of thing and I think well that's what martial arts does it, yeah I mean martial arts and schools really should run together I, I personally think every school in the world should have martial arts yes. as a PE curriculum me too because I think that I think that that would give them everything they need it gives them and not just mentally it gives children it gives them physically as well so it's just not mentally it gives them physically you, you've got your balance yes you're changing your whole body weight. So when you do martial arts, you're changing your whole body weight, the way it goes and everything else. And I just think, I, I'm, I'm quite passionate about it, Tell Truth. And I just think if, uh, like, obviously we get things in the UK with uh, knives and things like that. But I obviously I teach mine. They're on a program now. They teach mine no carry knives. They answer things, no to knives and all this sort of thing. And I personally think if all the... Um, kids in the world done this, I don't think there'd be uh, no knife crimes or nothing like that because I think it teaches them that. Yeah, it gives them that so, solid foundation, doesn't it, to start their life yeah. off. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And guys, let, let me give you a suggestion because, uh, I mean, these, these ideas are great. Uh, I've been on Chuck Norris's uh, board for Kickstart for a number of years now here in Texas. And, uh, and Kickstart is a program that Chuck started to kick drugs out of America. And we've integrated now martial arts in the public schools here in Texas. So it's doable. It takes time and it takes perseverance because, you, you know, all the things that we know as martial artists – People out there don't know, and we have to educate them, and we have to prove it, and we have to, you know, show them over time yes. what it does for their children. But we know what it does for their children, and uh, and now yeah. we're we're seeing uh, after this program has been in place now for twenty years, and now we're seeing kids come back from uh, medical school as doctors, uh, lawyers coming back, businessmen coming back that went through this program that testify that if they hadn't had this program when they were in school, then they never would have made it as far as they did because it taught them how to set goals and achieve goals. And a lot of these kids were at risk kids that could have been easily in jail versus in college so you know it, it, if you get a chance to talk to your uh your local school districts however it's set up there you know uh, even to, to get them to try do it on a trial basis with you and you can you can just light a forest fire by doing that it it, it just catches on so quickly once uh once the parents and the teachers see the discipline that these children pick up in a short period of time and also also I think as well uh, I missed that one thing as well one, one major thing as well that I've noticed over the years doing it yeah um, <clears throat> not just that I um, it, like you've got autistic kids you've got Asperger's kids you've got kids with uh, ADHD as well as adults yeah don't forget the adults as well uh, learning different disabilities and then you've got all these disabilities. And these kids with these disabilities are coming through for the martial arts. They can do it. Yes. Yeah, and they can do it. Now, I know, yeah, I mean, I know, I know of kids coming through, yeah, with, say, autism or Asperger's and things like that, yeah, and they, they've gone to a nationals like a, I don't know, like a, like a BKA or EKF nationals, gone in the category, 26, 30 in the category, and won it. Nice. And not gone into a separate division. Nice story. Yeah, for the... And, yeah, uh, like, and won it. And and I just think there was so much... With the martial arts, I don't know how, yeah, in respect, but it helps these kids with disabilities gain confidence, and also they can do it. It's just different ways of teaching them how to do it, yes. but they can do it, and yes. they can go up, and they can be a part of one person, if that makes sense, one group. You don't have to segregate them. They all combine together, and they feel as like a big family. Do you know what I mean? And it, it works so much, and I've seen it over the years, and it, it just astounds me. It really does. Wow, that's, yeah. you, that's another good point. But Dave, I'd like for you, Mr. Branko, I'd like for you to kind of, if you could, like send some information out to me about that, how to get one of those Jumpstart programs started. We'll try to disseminate it and help get that started here in Florida without a problem. And anybody else that's interested, maybe they can contact you too. If you leave a number oh, or a website or email address or something that we could um, contact you and, you know, and let's try to play it forward. 
Sure, I, yeah, I, I think I, that's a great if, idea. If I used to say, I actually looked up Kickstart a while back. Um, it's actually an amazing program. So I looked into it heavily because um, it was a really good idea. Unfortunately, they weren't willing to share it with the UK at the time because I was actually really, really interested in it. And, and when I looked into it, the, the work that is, um, has gone into it is phenomenal. So it's a great program. Oh, great. Good, good. So there you go, man. I put something out there to you. <laughs> let's Let's make it happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy. Any information I have, I'm happy to share with anybody that can that can use it. And I think you, I think you guys will find out that well, you already know, right? You already know the the success that you have with young people in the martial arts. And uh, the, the the job that we have as, mar- as senior martial artists is to convince the general public that it's not about fighting; it's about yes. a lot more than that. One hundred percent. Well, put it, put, it, put it this way, yeah? I've been doing martial arts for a very long time now, a very long time, and I've never had to use it once. I think martial arts, it, teach you, it teaches you awareness. It teaches you, you automatically, if you park your car, you automatically pull it somewhere where it's safe. It's kind of weird, you know what I mean? And you just do that normally, and I, and I just think, yeah, I mean, pretty cool there. Oh well, you know, martial artists. We 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 have learned that the greatest form is to walk away from a combat situation to redirect that energy, and that we can get out of it peacefully. If we have no other option, then we will, you know, protect ourselves or defend others. But most of all martial artists I know, they 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 do they do not want to fight nobody at no time, because you got this great responsibility because you know you can really injure someone. So you know you rather try to talk that down, de-escalate it, then to escalate it to a point where you can, you know, that you're going to hurt someone. So that's a trait that we all carry. And I'm proud to say I'm such happy to be a part of a brotherhood like this, which is truly a brotherhood and a friendship because martial artists is, man, we, we don't see none of that other junk that other things are out there in the, in the society today. You know, in the society today, they got a lot of stuff going on, color, money, um, you know, your status. We want you to come into the dojo and work. We don't care. If you don't come in there and work out hard, you can earn that next level. You know, that's what we really care about and about, the you know, the kid or the student. And, you know, that's why I say the martial arts would be such a great platform for everyone. And it's, it's like at, when I was coming out of school, I thought everybody should do a stint in the military. At 18, every boy should go in for two years, you know, to, to, to give them a little something, you know. But sometimes maybe everybody ain't cut out to, to be like that. But I, I, I still kind of figure it can't hurt them. You, you know what I mean? No. I, I don't see how it's going to really hurt them. So it's just another thing like that about martial arts. Now, all you masters, I want you each to take think about this for a minute and let me know a reply from each and every last one of you guys. Who is the toughest student you ever had to train? And what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I should answer that because she, she might kick me. <laughs> <laughs> answer it. I dare you. <laughs> no, honestly, for me, personally, the hardest student I've ever had to train is my own daughter. Um, not because she's not good. She's very good. She's very talented because she's my daughter and unfortunately she's inherited some of my stubborn traits growing okay. up <laughs> okay um, she she's probably been the hardest challenge for me because 
obviously I'm trying to tell her not not as her dad but as her sensei and it's really hard I'm sure some of you will probably know what I mean by this it's really hard for them to understand that um, when you're their dad that you can separate that and be their instructor too they they, they see it as your, their dad's telling them off or their dad's getting them to do something they don't want to do rather than their sensei is yeah. so I've that, my, my, uh, my daughter Jade she, she is phenomenal what she can do but she could be so much better if she would listen to me is probably the best way to put it so she's been my biggest challenge definitely by far but we all we all know that we all know how that works and I, i'll tell you i'm not going to go into detail on this but uh my wife got her black belt from me two years ago and you want to talk about a challenge in teaching someone when you're teaching your spouse you know when that class ends you're still there for the rest of the day <laughs> so uh, i have I have that too. My fiance is my um, second in command. So yeah, oh, I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> man, you know that's amazing. You know everybody's saying about the same thing. Cause for me, teaching my children, when I and, and, and none of them are in the martial arts right now. I want to tell you that. All right, I don't know was I a bad instructor or a hard instructor, but teaching them. My oldest daughter, when I started teaching her, she was doing really good. And one day I got a school from the uh, call from the school that she had beat up two boys. Well, of course, I'm like, oh, okay, well, what happened? Let me get in there and find out what's going on. She said, Dad, you know, they pulled my hair. She had all this long hair and, and they pulled my hair and I told them to stop. And you told me, you you know, you, you tell them to stop. And if they don't leave you long, tell the teacher. And I did that. And the teacher didn't do that. So I beat them up. So I'm like, well, you know, I, you know, what do you say to that, right? Like, so I told her, hey, look, you can't do that no more. She got angry with me. She got angry. What? I mean, you teaching me this? I said, I'm not teaching you that to fight nobody because they pull your hair. You got to go about it another way. And she said, well, if I can't fight them, if they do something to me, I don't want to learn. You know, but granted, she was only seven years old, but, you know, but still, you know, but I don't know. You know, that was tough for me. And she she didn't get back in it, and I didn't I didn't force her because I said, well, if I force it, she's really not going to like doing this. But that's what happened with me, guys. So yeah, siblings or children or wives or you know spouses are tough to teach. I agree with you guys. If if we've got uh, yeah, if you've got I'm about good. ten seconds, uh, let me tell you a, a real short, quick story if I can. Okay. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was teaching my son, and he got his black his black belt for me over about five years, and uh, you know he was he was great in forms, but he had a problem sparring. He, he'd drop his hands uh-huh. like a lot of our students do, and it would open his temple up, and he'd get a back fist to the head. And I worked with him day in and day out. You know, Tony, keep your hands up, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Well. One day we went down to a to a tournament in Kentucky, and he met uh, Great Grandmaster John Ng. And John, you know, has been around forever and ever. And he wa- John watched Tony fight. Tony came out of the ring, and he looked at Tony and he said, "You know, you'd do so much better, son, if you'd hold your hands up." And Tony <laughs> looked at me and he said, "Did you hear that, Dad? I got to try it." <laughs> <laughs> like you never told him. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, do you know what? I know exactly what you mean. I've had that with students in the past where, do you know when you're telling them to like bend their front knee for their front, uh, the forward stance, things like that, and you're going, right, bend your front knee, bend your front knee, and then you tell them for years, and then they go to one seminar with a guy they've never met before who mentions it once, and they're going, oh, he gave me the best advice ever to fix my stance, and you're just like, no, please, God, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why is it that way? A king can be a king in his own castle. Why is it that way? What's up with that? 
You know, I mean, you tell your students things because I've had them come over and train them. And like you say, another instructor come into the dojo and do something. They act like that's the first time they ever heard it. It's like, are you kidding me right now? But I guess that's a commonality, you know, so. But, you know, when you go to another instructor's dojo and you teach, um, one of the things I, I like to always do is get to know the instructor, of course. And then I like to give the instructor all the praise due because I realize how hard it is because because your students, they just see you as the sensei and this, that, the other. But then when they hear another sensei talk about how good you are, how you do this and that, then they start like really appreciating you. You guys, you, you know what I mean? It's like sure. you, you kind of helping that sensei out because you realize that when they come when they come to my dojo, they do the same thing. Oh, yeah, you don't hunt your graves or this and that. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I don't be, you know, I, I don't think of myself like that way. But when people do that, the students kind of say, oh, yeah, they, they kind of like maybe appreciate you a little bit better, I think. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's good when um, you get... So, like, like you say, um, having different viewpoints and that can be really helpful. And um, but when that happens, it, it, you could there's two ways of looking at it, I suppose, isn't there? Really, you can either look at it as being a negative or a positive. But the positive view, like like you've got there, is, is the best way to look at it because it, it's always helpful. Yeah. And if it helps your students to appreciate you more, then that's even better. That's even better. Yeah. Yep. You know. Absolutely. You know, and that's what we that's what we have to do. And here, guys, I got to tell you with. With doing the martial arts online at these online tournaments, I'm telling you, next year, even if they open it up, please keep doing the online event also. You're going to get, you're going to still pull in people from other countries that can't come here to your event. You're going to still have that opportunity to share what's going on there live, you know. And um, it's almost like, oh, oh, one thing that I had to ask, and, I, and I'm so sorry, I'm going to cut myself off and go to this question. Are you finding out? With this COVID thing, at least over here in the United States, I'm finding out. Are your are your um, landlords giving you guys any kind of break because you're not getting the same amount of kids in, you know, so you can maintain having your dojos open? Are you guys finding any trouble with that, with the agreement, the terms, or renegotiating? Yeah, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can weigh in real quick and, and tell you that, uh, uh, in, at least in our situation, uh, they're they're being a little bit more tolerant because uh, if if it's uh, if it's someone who owns more than one commercial property, they're not getting paid by anybody right now. You know, <laughs> okay, so many, okay. So many so many businesses are are failing. You know that there there's no money out there. So what I'm seeing is if you can if you can pay something every month. You know, they'll continue to work with you, I think. The, okay. the real question is going to be what's going to happen in about six months if things get back to normal again, what's that debt going to be? What is it going to look like, right? We don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah. I mean, I, I was really fortunate. My uh, Our landlord um, for our premises, they actually dropped our, um, our rent by half for three months through June, July, August. So we, we only have to pay half our rent, our rent, um, our rent for the for three months. Um, now we're lucky. Um, Touchwood, we only lost through the whole lockdown. We only lost ten students. Oh, okay. Um, which was phenomenal. Right? We, we honestly expected it to be a lot more than that. 
Um, but we only lost 10, so our income didn't change. So, but the fact that our rent got dropped meant that we could actually reinvest a lot more of it into rebuilding, ready for reopening. Okay. And we actually paid, because of that, we paid all of our rent up till January. So no matter what happens, we're stable. So that's, that was the main goal for us. Great. No matter what happens with COVID, we, we are going back. Oh, great, great. Good job, man. So, yeah, I kind of found that to be the case here in Florida that, the, you know, the landlords, uh, at least the one that I got, he was like, you know, he, he won his rent, he won his money, and he don't care what's going on here. And then I said, well, you know, um, I'm a, I'll tell you just like this, uh, I don't have the same group. Well, well, let's talk about it for a minute. And they kind of lowered it, like you guys say. So I think that's a good thing that they are understanding that, like you said, if getting something is sure a hot lot better than getting nothing. And with the online thing working so good, I was actually thinking about just doing online teaching, starting like a, a academy online where they can do all their testing and everything and, you know, just build it up like that. But I'm, I'm still going to the dojo. Yes, I still. But I love going to my dojo. It's like it, it feels good. You know, it feels good. It's definitely my second home. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I've been doing this for a long time, guys. Does anybody else out there have anything they'd like to talk about real quick? We got, like, about eight minutes left on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if I can, I obviously don't want to um, interject, but if I can, um, obviously, um, I've actually got a free um, a karma seminar that I'm going to be running for beginners, for basic, uh, sorry, in America, they call them karmas. So that, um, I'm going to be doing a freestyle karma seminar on Sunday. Uh, it's at 4 p.m. UK time. Uh, let me just double-check what the actual... Um, I think, if I remember rightly, it's... Uh, let me just double-check the time for you, because obviously that, um, for you guys, is slightly different. Let me see if I get that up as well. Sorry. Texas is going to be an hour later than Florida. Yeah, I, if I remember rightly, I think it's something like 11, um, 11 p.m. for uh, D.C. time, I think. Um, I'd have to double-check, but the details are being sent around to everyone from the WFM anyway. Okay. It's going to be just completely free for... Um, oh, great. I Try to do something that would, uh, that would give um, some of the new, new up-and-coming competitors something to play with with, with Karma. Thank you. Karma's a really, really quick and easy weapon to translate from empty hand. I always okay. Find. So, so yeah, we're going to be doing that Sunday. Um, I'm, 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 um, count me in. And, um, and it hopefully it should be a lot of fun, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, me and me and um, Hannah are both teaching that one. So, oh, great. Um, she makes it look a lot more graceful than me. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, what you got? Oh, she's not there probably. Well, um, guys, I, my weapon of choice is the katana, and I'm scheduling out a katana seminar, and we've been doing so wonderful all over the country with this um, kata that I think it's time for me to share it a little bit. And please, you know, if they got bokens, if you don't have boken, guys, this is an opportunity for you to get some of those wooden bokens and provide it for your students so they can have them, you know, um, however you want to, you know, have them buy them and charge them for them. But it's, you know, everything we do, we help build the dojo up. You know what I mean? Mine's are completely free. The seminar is going to be free, but it's another thing that if they never work with a sword, um, they can. And for you guys that have the aluminum or if you have the real katanas, <clears throat> we're going to go through a, a series of things that you can do the whole kata too. We have five sword katas. I'm going to teach, I think, three that day. And we're going to work on perfecting at least one with the little kids. And then with the adults who's going to be working on something with the drawing of the sword, you know, Iido, and also using a kata. That's going to be a free seminar also. I'll get you guys a time and a date through the WFM. Please, please come. I'd like to see you there. Make me feel like somebody like me. 
I will happily be there. As you've probably seen from competing, sword is my weapon of choice too, so I love Ooh, it. Ooh, man. Okay, we got something to talk about, and you give me some notes on that. Some pointers too. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like it. Well, hey, man, this is Culture Play Radio, and this is, you know, Hunchy Henry Graves, and I'm down here in Orlando. We're dealing with rainy weather today, which is all good, but I'd really like to thank the people here at Culture Play for opening up this avenue that we have a chance to talk to people from all over the world on the show the way. And today, can you guess, please, each one of my guests, please say your name, your style, your, your grading, and so the audience out there, maybe a contact information, please. I'll start with David first. Well, my name is uh, David Grego. I'm a uh, 10th degree of Black Sash, 53 years experience in uh, Southern Shaolin Chinese boxing. Uh, I can be reached at dgrego, D-G-R-A-G-O, at hotmail.com. And I uh, look forward to, uh, to any inquiries about anything that we're doing or anything we might be able to help you with. Us. Steve or Andrew? Um, my name's uh, Stephen Perry. I'm a fourth-down black belt in Wadaru Karate. I also teach uh, Shotokan, Kodaru, for competitions. Also, I'm a third-down black belt in Tempo Jiu-Jitsu, and I'm also a black belt and know 12, well, now 14 different weapons. Oh, and, you can, and you can contact me on uh, Facebook on uh, Steve Perry or BMAKG. That's British Martial Arts Karate Group, and uh, that's me. <laughs> okay, okay. And yeah, my name's Andrew Banks. Uh, I'm a fifth and black belt in Wadaru Karate. Um, I also hold um, a first um, first and black belt in Jiu Jitsu and a first degree black belt in kickboxing. Um, just like Steve, I'm, I'm very versed in several weapons because I think apparently I grew up with being Ninja Turtle. <laughs> um, that, that, that I'd love to say it was a little bit more in depth than that, but that, that is pretty much the only reason. <laughs> but, okay. Um, but I, I, oh, I, love, I love martial arts. Um, so, and if anyone wants to reach me, you can reach me on info at krma.co.uk. Oh, great, guys. And again, this is Henry Graves, of course. Well, I'm a 10th degree black belt. Um, I, I work with Shotokan, teach Shotokan Karate, and Kahashimash is the system that we pride ourselves on making sure we bring this art to the whole world and you know we use all weapons commas swords um size um, um bow staff noon chugs um we we use the um throwing knives the blow gun um just a bunch of different things we use to in throwing stars in the martial arts but the most important thing that we really use is the art of respect and the art of knowing you know your strength and your weaknesses and being a kind martial artist. It's a time for war. It's a time to be peaceful. But those two times, sometimes they interject each other. And you must know how to separate one from another. But I'm going to tell you this. The strongest or the greatest warrior does not have to lift one finger in battle. We can find a way how to negotiate it peaceful. But when it don't work, guys, this is what we must stand up for right and protect those who need protecting. And, you know, it's my honor to be with such guys as you on the martial arts, in the martial arts, and around the world. I'm so much looking forward to um, having you guys um, in the International Martial Art Hall of Fame. And I'm going to send you all. I guess I got um, I got my guys from Britain already hooked up. I'll be getting with Dave, um, um, our Grandmaster, in a little bit, getting him 
um, information out for that. But it's also it's on a rent um, event reg. You can go to it. You see the International Martial Hall of Fame there. Um, all I can say is thank you guys so much for honoring me by taking time out to be on the show with me today because you guys make this all possible. And um, thank you so much. Well, thank you, thank you for the for the opportunity. Nice. It was it's great meeting you guys. Now, thank you for having us on the net. And just remember, guys, the online competition, get to it. WFM, you've got a PKA this Saturday. We want to support this. And uh, we've got the Canadians on board now as well. Oh, great. So, oh, yeah. okay. The Canadians yeah, are on. Okay. More, more people for the British to beat. It's fine. Oh, no. USA <laughs> going to have some hand in this. <laughs> you know, I love it, guys. Man, thank you all so much. God bless you. We look forward to talking to you again. Us. Thank you, Ernest.